everyone. Welcome to Cranbrook Church. Um, if you'd like to take a seat, I think we're going to make a start, but feel free to grab a coffee or whatever first. It's really good to see each and every one of you here this morning on this gloriously sunny day. So amazing for October, isn't it? Shame we didn't have this in August, but hey-ho. <laughs> so I've brought out a summer dress because last time I can wear it this year. <laughs> I am feeling a bit chilly though. Right, okay. So let's just uh, open in prayer. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for the beautiful sunshine. Thank you that you are Lord over all. Some of us may have had a good week, but for some of us, it may have been a real challenge. But you, Lord, have not changed this week. You've been there with us in the highs and the lows, whether we've noticed or not, loving us no matter what. And today, Lord, we want to rejoice in you, whatever our circumstances, for you are our strength and we come now to worship you. Amen. Okay, so starting off then with a few notices. Yesterday was a very special day because Jude got dressed up. <laughs> Doesn't she look amazing? So yeah, very special service yesterday in the cathedral for licensing of Jude and a few others, but mainly Jude. <laughs> um, uh, so we, I think we may hear a little bit more about that later, but, it, but um, let's just say a quick prayer for Jude um, to thank God for her and for yesterday. So Lord, we thank you for Jude. We thank you for that good service yesterday. We thank you for all Jude's hard work and her training to get to this point. And Lord, we pray for her ministry going forward that you would bless that ministry and work powerfully through her. Amen. Okay, so uh, Saturday, next Saturday, I believe, 14th of October, we've got our Harvest Fund Day. So this is our chance to reach out to the community, to welcome them here for some fun. Um, it's going to, there's going to be bouncy things and sumo things and food. Um, and it's, you know, just a real fun day. And if you're able to help, we have got some volunteers for help but we could never we would never turn down more help so if you can help please do come along and even if you're not helping please do come along enjoy yourself welcome other people um, and tell your friends and neighbors to come along because you know I'm sure they would really enjoy it uh, the children are going to go out now for their groups so let's just pray for them and their leaders as they go Lord, thank you so much for the wonderful children we have in our church and the wonderful leaders who do great things in teaching them in your ways. Lord, we pray for them as they go out now. We pray that they'd have fun learning about you and help the leaders in teaching them. Amen. So Jude's going to come and talk to us now. So Jude, just pray for you. Yeah, absolutely. 
Okay, Lord, we pray for you this morning and we pray that you would speak powerfully through her. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Sorry, I could have cut that reading a bit shorter. Sorry about that. It's all good, though. It's all good. see how I'll just show you how long it could have been look come on I could oh it's not doing it on there (laughs) broken it already there we go so we are now over halfway through the letter of the Philippians uh, written by Paul in his prison cell in Rome to the people in the church of Philippi if you've just joined in today do find some time, not now, uh, later on to read the first two chapters because they're really good and they're really short. Um, uh, Although that didn't imply that they were particularly. Um, But I also think that all the talks so far are also on our podcast. So do um, try and tap into that. So talk to John or Florin and hopefully they can point you, or Matt, and they'll point you towards those. So we've explored already who Paul was how and why he was able to stay so focused and joyful while in prison. And last week, Roger encouraged us to follow in Paul's commitment to Jesus by working it out, shining it out, holding it out, and pouring it out. Now, when I spoke a few weeks ago, I perhaps unkindly described Paul as annoyingly positive. But in this part of the letter, we have him speaking with transparency, honesty, and acceptance about his past and how he intends to push forward in his goal of being in an intimate relationship with Christ Jesus. He's sharing his own story so that the Philippians can be encouraged to keep going in their story and not stumble when faced with regrets obstacles or opposition to their faith. So what is he actually saying here? There were a lot of words, weren't there? He kicks off with a sensitively worded, I've said it all this before, but you guys all need to hear it again. Um, Which, yeah, okay. (laughs) But then he goes on, watch out for those dogs. I love these. I didn't do that, that's thanks to John. Uh, Watch out for these dogs. What he's saying is keep away from those religious busybodies, those people who have their noses pointed to the ground like a dog relentlessly sniffing and snuffling around. It's a great image. Um, And it's also a great reminder to us that as Christians, we should always be looking up and always a spin uh, and also a spin on that accusation that many Jews at the time would call Gentiles dogs um, as, so, so it's, a, it's a, a, a useful way of Paul just twisting that round for it is we who are the circumcision we who serve God his spirit in verse 3 that's what's up on the slide Paul is explaining that we need to stop worrying about our appearances about the lists of do's and don'ts that just following the rules, that following the rules doesn't get us close to Jesus. All of this is garbage, he's saying. His plan is to move on from all his previous behaviors, to give up the way of the life that he knew that was actually restricting and putting barriers between himself and his relationship with God. And to start afresh with a new relationship that will take him away from the past and an inferior righteousness, 
he w- that he'd been pursuing and, w- was, uh, and was asked from, from these dogs and was pushed forward to experience God's righteousness, an exchange of inferior righteousness for God's righteousness. So what does he actually mean? He means that these know-it-all religious busybodies, and he includes his past self in this group, think that appearances, impressive credentials, and experiences earn a better place in the queue to enter the kingdom of God. I didn't say that right, did I? Let me just go back and say that again. Hang on. Uh, What's he? Sorry. Yeah, he's saying that they think that appearances, impressive credentials and experiences earn a better place in the queue to to enter the kingdom of God. He then shares his story. He goes on to list all the credentials that he had in his past, which was pretty impressive and literally ticked all the boxes. He was born a Hebrew. He was circumcised. He was born into the line of Benjamin. He faithfully followed the laws of the Torah, including offering sacrifices to appease for his mistakes. And he even went so far as to persecute church. He did it all to look good, to be squeaky clean in terms of the law. But this was to change through his personal relationship and time spent with Jesus. He knows that in terms of spiritual righteousness... His past has gained him absolutely nothing. It was all garbage, as this translation gives us. I think the original Greek actually meant horse dung rather than just garbage, but uh, his experience on the road to Damascus turned his life completely around. It was this defining moment of revelation, not his Jewish upbringing, that was crucial to Paul's faith which allowed him to look forward and not back. So Paul, what Paul's doing in this letter is he is resharing his story to remind the Philippians not to get caught up in looking the part, that the path to great things is not through status and achievement. So yesterday was an exciting day. We've talked about this a little bit. I was licensed in Exeter Cathedral as a licensed lay minister. So this, what this actually means is that I'm officially licensed to lead, preach, and teach. So I don't have the collar, and I don't have the magic hands that John and Lyd have, um, but I can robe up to lead services if I wanted to, um, and I get to wear this blue scarf, which I've left at home. <laughs> that blue scarf up there. Um, I barely remember to even come here this morning, let alone uh, all my props. So um, the blue scarf that I'm, I'm got draped around my neck is the official garb of a licensed lay minister. And in yesterday's service, Amongst all the liturgy, the worship, the sung praise, and prayer, I received my blue scarf from Reverend Mark um, and received a blessing from Bishop James. And for those who don't know, Mark is our mission community rector. He was actually with us last Sunday. And James, as we've already discussed this morning, he walked along us two years ago when we had our interregnum here. So both are amazing friends but also have been hugely influential in my spiritual journey. 
and I wasn't licensed alone yesterday. It wasn't just about me. Um, besides me, there were seven other wonderful friends who trained, have trained with me over the last two to three years. Um, they're amazing friends, and they have been hugely influential in my spiritual journey. And sat in the congregation were many of you, and also other wonderful people who are amazing friends and family, and have been hugely influential in my spiritual journey. So the people that we journey with through life are so important and necessary, and I am truly blessed by all who are part of my life. So there were a lot of important-looking robes floating around yesterday. <laughs> there were... Oh, James looked amazing. That green was just gorgeous. Plenty of people with titles attached to their names. And if we listed all the credentials, it would have looked look very impressive indeed. But every single person there has a story to tell. They have experiences to share and has their own personal relationship with Jesus. And that's what was so exciting about being in the room with them. The robes, the hats, the indecipherable yet beautiful liturgy, the elevated space of the cathedral, the wonderful music and the incredible prayer-filled building that was the service was just the topping. Within were the hearts and the individuals who are all equally striving to connect with God in, Jesus, in Christ Jesus. And no one gets to jump the queue, however fancy the robe or impressive the title or beautifully colored the scarf. But it's a journey that I haven't got there yet. I'm not saying that I have this all together, that I've made it, but I am well on my way reaching out for Christ, who has so wondrously reached out for me. Friends, don't get me wrong. By no means do I count myself an expert in all of this. But I've got my eye on the goal where God is beckoning us to onward to Jesus. I'm off and running, and I'm not turning back. Those, of course, aren't my words. Um, they're Paul's words. Um, well, according to the message translation. Um, so I've cheated a little bit. But they feel like I could have said them. I really could have done. They are so honest and normal, and they could apply to any one of us if we want them to. Reaching out for Christ has so as, who has so wondrously reached out for me. So... This passage has given us a warning from Paul, don't listen to the dogs, and then his testimony to give it a context. So Paul finishes, and you'll have to read the rest of it. I didn't, didn't let Paul Mary read all of it. It's verses 12 to 21. Have, have a look at that later. He finishes by talking about reaching the goal of a place next to Jesus and how we need to press ahead with this even if he didn't consider that he was there yet. Paul reminds us, as if we needed it, that there will always be distractions and failures. He assures us that God will clear the blurriness, those blurred areas where we think life would be easier if we focus on other things, maybe in areas where we might look for a quick fix for problems. Maybe an example could be 
this? <laughs> how often do we all say how much time we waste on screens or our phones? Phil talked to us um, at the Space Service in Wimpole a few weeks ago um, about this very issue. Um, we give this tiny object so much of our time, but also our emotional energy. We read or receive so much information, and much can have a negative effect, as well as the positive. I wonder how Jesus would have managed his use of an iPhone more effectively than me, I guarantee it. Um, but whatever the distractions in our lives, what Paul is urging us to do is to stop craving the easy life or the quick fixes, but to be driven to know and have that intimate relationship with Jesus. Paul wants us to walk this walk together. But how will we do this when we're all so very, very different? Um, I did spend some time on Friday um, preparing for Saturday yesterday and praying for each of my LLM, LLM friends, um, and that's, that's my group up there. They're all great. I love them all so much, and they've all worked extremely hard to get through the course, and I could, and I could have prayed over them as a one, as a group. But praying individually for them allowed me time to really celebrate them as individuals and really notice what made them them. And it also highlighted how very different we all are. One of them is highly organized, a quick thinker, a great speaker, and able to ask really probing questions. Another of them is kind, generous, and the biggest heart you'll ever come across. Another of them is a deep thinker prayerful and so brilliantly witty. Just take a look around this room just for a minute. Look at the different people that are sat here today. Note our individual strengths because I think we're all pretty awesome but we're all so so different and that's how God likes us to be. Beautiful individuals but with a common identity. We all want to walk in Christ Jesus through a personal relationship with God. So let's make that our goal here. Let's press on, look forward, not let the past hold us back, and walk tall into a wonderful relationship in Christ Jesus. Shall we pray together? Loving Jesus, as we journey on, looking forward with trust and faith, may we draw encouragement from knowing that we are chosen by you. That we each bring who we are as individuals and something rather special to the wonderful jigsaw that is your world. That whatever our size, our shape, our color, or our texture, that we all work and we fit beautifully together to make the picture complete. We do it all not in our own strength, but in yours.